Is it working? Doesn't sound so bad. <laughs> I was feeling I was like we should have had Corey all wired up so she could experience this too. Um, my name is Sandy. Um, I live in Bozeman. I uh, am uh, the leader of the Bozeman um, group, the Thich Nhat Hanh group that meets there. And um, I had decided, uh, or I thought about the theme for this for this day, and uh, when I was thinking about it, this was back in kind of uh, December, um, November time, and of course, during that time, uh, between Thanksgiving and Christmas, there's a lot of uh, articles and, you know, things that come into our email or Facebook about great or gratitude, practicing gratitude, um, grateful living. So it's kind of on my mind, and then I went to the uh, the Bozeman Zen group, and uh, the sutra that they recited was um, the Metta Sutra, and at the end of their version, um, it's just practicing the way in gratitude. It's like, oh, that's cool, you know, it's all kind of, like, it's meant to be this theme, so I sent it to Rowan to get his approval, and of course he comes back and says, well, it's actually practice the way in love, <laughs> is how the, the Soto tradition kind of changed it to gratitude, and I was like, of course. <laughs> and uh, back in June, we had done the, um, the, the theme then uh, was kind of centered on love, so I didn't think that we should do it twice. Um, so I decided on gratitude, and I had decided that starting January, the whole month, I was going to focus my practice on um, cultivating gratitude in my life more. And I always felt that it was there, but not necessarily um, very strong in my life. And uh, what the universe decided to give me was a very good uh, event to practice gratitude and um, being grateful. Uh, the second weekend of January, my husband got very sick. His name's Pat. And it was... Um, he had taken antibiotics for a sinus infection, and a couple of days later, he started getting a stomach ache. And he thought it was heartburn, um, and spent all night up, you know, not able to sleep. And finally, at 4 a.m., he woke me up and said, "You got to take me to the ER. It's like it's getting so bad. There's something wrong." So we went in there, and um, the antibiotic was actually attacked his liver, and um, he had acute hepatitis, acute liver failure, and it's, the doctor said it's very rare. You know, it's, he's, the doctor said he's probably the only case um, that was happening in the Northwest at that time. You know, one in three million chance of a, and it was just a Z-pack. It wasn't, you know, anything exotic. Usually antibiotics, you just take a little bit more yogurt, you know, get your digestive system in. <laughs> In line again afterwards, you don't really think about other things that can happen. So they admitted him. Um, he got a couple ultrasounds and MRI because they were trying to figure out what was going on, and um, and he kind of turned yellow and his eyes turned yellow, and he was very very afraid of what was was what was happening, 
And um, I was very afraid as well. I spent a lot of time meditating in dimly lit rooms because he was, they had given him medication so he could sleep. So I just kind of sat with him. Um, it was, you know, it felt comforting, you know, to be in a dimly lit room meditating, what, what we do so much. <laughs> and it was, it was a very kind of a shock. I mean, it was interesting because um, because the practice we you know we practice was impermanence. You know, tomorrow's not um, guaranteed. Today could be the last day we're on Earth. And I kind of understood that kind of mentally, you know, just mentally, oh yeah, you know, I could be dead tomorrow. <laughs> and, um, but to actually have it happen, kind of that shock, I was kind of blown away by it. Um, I was not expecting it. So left work Wednesday with my to-do list, fully expecting to be there tomorrow to complete my to-do list. And it, um, kind of railroaded, you know, my life and uh, the comforts of my life and really helped me focus in on uh, what was most important. And during those couple days, uh, he spent overnight in the hospital, so two days in the hospital, and they released him when his numbers started to go back up again. And But it was definitely, um, I was very grateful for having him in my life and not expecting to, to lose them so, so quickly. And I was very grateful for the fact that his, one of his numbers that they were watching didn't increase by 0.7. I mean, that's what we were kind of watching, you know, that our life would change so much if his, this one number went from 0.3 to 2, because at 2, it's liver replacement. And, um, and he was starting to go there, um, you know, middlely, you know, he's already on the operating table. I'm like, back up. <laughs> like, we're, we're not there yet. Do not worry about a bridge that, you know, that is not even in the future yet. Just focus on the now and, um, and just be present. Uh, don't worry about, you know, what's going to happen you know, if those numbers keep going, you know, we'll figure it out. And we'll think about it when we get there. And um, he got home uh, on a Saturday. And then Sunday, this poem popped into my inbox because I had completely forgotten I had signed up for an email through this website called The Art of Grateful Living. And it was like eight, um, eight days that they would send an email with this little meditation to do, and then it had poems and essays attached to it, and videos. So on Sunday, this poem popped in, and I wanted to read it. I was like, oh, this is pretty much how my day was, or days were. It's called Otherwise, and it's by Jane Kenyon. I got out of bed on two strong legs. It might have been otherwise. I ate cereal, sweet milk, ripe, flawless peach. It might have been otherwise. I took the dog uphill to the birch wood. All morning I did the work I love. 
At noon I lay down with my mate. It might have been otherwise. We ate dinner together at a table with silver candlesticks. It might have been otherwise. I slept in a bed in a room with paintings on the walls and planned another day just like this day. But one day I know it will be otherwise. After this event, I kind of um, kind of took a hard look at our my relationship with my husband. Um, sometimes, even though I say I love him and I'm grateful for him in my life, um, he also irritates me and makes me angry sometimes. Um, and I thought, you know, I really need to work work on that. Like that's I shouldn't, you know be angry at, at this person because he didn't do the dishes. And I thought that he should do the dishes, um, that he should clean up around the house more, and all these shoulds. Um, so I decided, you know, just to love him. Um, be very grateful. I mean, we hugged a lot for the last, for the couple weeks after the, the after the hospital stay. Um, very much appreciated our, the presence of each other. And and he miraculously started helping around the house more. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what, what that was. I didn't say anything. I didn't do anything. It was, he started helping me with dishes. And um, even when I left on Thursday night, I was trying to get the dishwater, dishwasher emptied and getting the dishes. And he's like, you know, just leave it and just sit on the couch. He's like, I'll just take care of it. Like, I just want to spend time with you. And I was like, okay. <laughs> And um, trying, I noticed also, um, like at work, sometimes, you know, we can make jokes about our spouses. Um, it seems almost kind of like the normal uh, to, you know, say, oh, the old paddle axe, or, you know, oh, he doesn't help around the house at all, or doesn't lift a finger, and to really be kind of disparaging toward. Uh, our spouses, and I kind of noticed that, you know, when I got back to work, and just the conversations, and like you don't hear very often that you know someone says, you know, my my spouse is my rock, or you know they're my resting place, um, and I really tried to to curb, you know, what what I was uh, my mindful speech, um, and. Sometimes you get looks when you do that. <laughs> They're like, really? Like, yep, I love them. <laughs> and just um, I have to go back to my notes. I tried not to make any notes. Like, I better make something. <laughs> so 
So this month I've been, or last month, I really tried to work with gratitude and entering it in my life. And the hardest part I had was being grateful for difficult times like at work. You know, you get an urgent something or other coming at you and trying to be grateful for that. I mean, it's really easy to be grateful for, you know, the things that we enjoy. But, you know, being grateful for, you know, that urgent case that comes at you that, you know, the surgery's in two days or three days and it's like major stressful event. I, what I do is I do um, get authorizations for surgeries and MRIs and um, sometimes I have a couple weeks to get the authorization and sometimes it's a couple days. And just practicing, you know, I was trying to find a way. I'm like, how can I be great for, grateful for these? Like it's, you know, it's stressful. It, you know, causes me a lot of problems. And, you know, and what I started to look at, and kind of, and Pat helped me with this as well, because he knows I struggle with being grateful for, for my job at times. And um, it's like, well, just think of those people, you know, you know, if, I did have to have that liver transplant. They probably would have to pre-authorize the surgery or something. Like every one of those cases is a person that needs help. And I was like, oh, I should have figured that one out a while ago. <laughs> like, wow, okay. So yes, I've been, I started at work. Like, all right, instead of seeing these as a problem or, you know, an issue or something that's going to just, railroad my whole day, um, you know, seeing these as people. These are people that need an MRI of their knee. These are people that need spine surgery. And just to change my vision just a little bit. And it's been difficult. I mean, it was a very big habit to kind of go the route of just, you know, being grumpy. And um, just to, to Switch that a little bit. Um, it's helped a lot. Um, I still have times where it's kind of gets bad, but it's helped a lot. So I'm looking forward next week to do that more. Um, maybe I can talk my coworkers into doing that more. Mm -hmm. I think that would help a lot. Kind of the medical clinic issues. I think that is the end of my talk. I'm going to, <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to finish with a poem. I think I said, I don't even know. I didn't even practice this talk. So I don't even know if I'm close to 10 minutes or if I'm over or what, but so I got this book from the library. It's due back in 14 days. Um, I love poetry. And in this book, um, there's a poem from uh, Thai, and it is called Our True Heritage. The cosmos is filled with precious gems. I want to offer a handful of them to you this morning. Each moment you are alive is a gem shining through and containing earth and sky, water and clouds. It needs you to breathe gently for the miracles to be displayed. Suddenly you hear the birds singing, the pines chanting, see the flowers blooming, 
the blue sky, the white clouds, the smile, and the marvelous look of your beloved. You, the richest person on earth, who, ha who have been going around begging for a living. Stop being the destitute child. Come back and claim your heritage. We should enjoy our happiness and offer it to everyone. Cherish, cherish this very moment. Let go of the stream of distress and embrace life fully in your arms. Thank you.